Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to Harbour Stories. Uh, we're a podcast that's all about uh, hearing how God's been working in people's lives. Um, my name's Andrew, and today we are going to be speaking with Evan. Hey, Evan. Hey, Andy. How you going? Oh, thank you for asking. I, I am very well. Hey, Evan. What oh, joy it is to be speaking with the one and only Andy Marrett. Oh, what an absolute privilege. Yeah, you you just stopped that right there, boy. I the pleasure is all mine to speak to Evan. I um I often dream about this moment. I've been dreaming about this podcast uh, long before this podcast was even an idea, just to um just to grace the 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 ears of myself and also all of our oh. thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> The fact that I don't get to to see you every day like I once would truly is the hole in my heart right now. <laughs> um, yes, um, Evan and I used to live in quite close proximity, and then I moved away, and then you know, Corona. Um, Can't so believe it's been it. A while. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but no, thanks Ace, for um, coming on today, man. It's really exciting to have you. Um, why don't you tell us a little me. bit about where you're from? Yeah, um, from uh, Western Sydney. So uh, Penrith in particular, which is at the foot of the Blue Mountains. Um, yeah, grew up there. Um, went to school out that way. Um, yeah, ran amok out that way. And yeah. Um, yeah, uh, living in Parramatta now, but uh, it's yeah, West Life. One, it's one step closer to the city. But while I'm still gripping on to the things that I love about Western Sydney, that's so <laughs> good. Um, what's the worst thing, in your opinion? What's the worst thing um, about the eastern suburbs uh, that the West uh, just does better? Oh, that's a good question. I think um, streets. Uh, inner, inner city streets are so small and, um, tiny that you can barely fit one car through them. And, uh, yeah, Western Sydney, you just don't have that problem. You know, they have, um, <laughs> lanes on roads, mate. Uh, nah, I've seen the street <laughs> you live on <laughs> and it's horrible. <laughs> oh boy. Well, um. Yeah, I will be sure not to uh, be driving uh, around you anytime soon. Were you one of those people that when you got like your license, uh, you just had everyone be like, oh, ho, 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 better stay off the road now. <laughs> Evan's about. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Especially because I didn't, I got my license when I was maybe like 19. So it, I was already that little bit older. So everyone thought I was a bad driver already. So um, yeah. And I just had, like I got my license. I was like, yes, awesome. And then I had knee surgery, which meant I couldn't drive for a couple of months. Oh, no. So it was just horrible. <laughs> oh boy. And everyone was really like, Oh, stay off the roads. Uh, I assumed the the knee injury wasn't a driving related incident. <laughs> no, no, not driving. <laughs> Very good. I'll, um, I'll take your silence on the, on the subject as, um, it was an awkward injury that you don't want to discuss anymore. <laughs> Still a sore point. I see. Um, yeah. No, it was just a sporting injury. Oh, sport. What a guy. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, thanks heaps for joining us today, mate. I'm really, really excited to hear your story. Um, while we start, um, yeah, where does your story begin? What are you going to be talking to us about today? Yeah, um, Andy asked me to to speak about um, something that happened in um, my wife. My, in, it did happen in my wife. It happened in my life pretty recently <laughs> as well. Um, when we uh, had a a baby, and um, just in particular, one of the the things that happened um, during the pregnancy was uh, dealing with the possibility of uh, genetic abnormalities in the in a child yeah um, yeah so during uh, trying to have children um, Eliza and my wife and I we found out that uh, Eliza had a condition which meant uh, there was the very real possibility that we might not be able to have children um, which is something uh, called uh, polycystic ovaries which just means um, the eggs don't detach quite like they should. And um, so we we were told that there's every chance that you could still could have children. So we, you know, um, started trying. And when we found out that we could um, have children, it was the, the point where we found out that Eliza was pregnant, which is uh, an awesome feeling um, and a huge amount of joy. And then, uh, you know, you'd, do a six-week scan and you see the the little bean that's growing inside yeah. and um, you get to 12 weeks uh, and they do a few blood tests and things like that. And what happened with the, the blood test and with the scan as well is they do a whole bunch of measurements and um, see how uh, the genes are forming and um, or misformed. And what happened was... Uh, one of the tests came back and it said that the there was a very high likelihood of uh, our baby having uh, something called trisomy 21, which uh, is Down syndrome. And um, so to hear that uh, after we just had this huge amount of joy of finding out we we're pregnant and riding the high of uh, seeing uh, your child in pictures and ultrasounds and things like that to, to then have to try and deal with the um, likelihood, very high likelihood of, of Down syndrome was, um, yeah, really, really tough to sort of think through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That must've been a really kind of challenging time for you guys. Um, maybe you could chat to us a bit more about uh, what ways were you uh, challenged over that time? Yeah. This is, um, it was around the same time that the abortion debate was really kicking off in, um, in New South Wales. Mm. And um, while we were never uh, explicitly told, you know, you should think about having an abortion, there was definitely a time when we were sitting in there uh, chatting to a nurse and um, she was like, listen, you know, depending on what the results will be, uh, you know, we'll come back in and we'll, we'll talk about all your options and definitely sort of implying that uh, I, wa- I walked away feeling uh, like being pushed towards um, aborting the, uh, the birth, aborting the child, which that was pretty tough to, to think through. Mm. Um, also just the, um, it was really tough just trying to think through how, how are we 
to respond to this sort of news. And I remember chatting to a, um, a friend at college just about um, what is the godly thing for me to pray for? Uh, so thinking through, is it godly for me to ask God that our child shouldn't have Down syndrome? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so it was a, a tough time to think through uh, all these big issues, especially with it um, being spoken about so much in the media and so much in, in day-to-day life. Mm. Okay, so you were saying that there was um, a high likelihood that uh, your, your child would have Down syndrome. Would you like to just quickly uh, walk us through that a little bit? Yeah, the, um, for an average child, the likelihood of having Down syndrome is, I think it's uh, one in 2,000, uh, which, you know, most children are, are not going to have it. And so uh, when, they were, when we got the, posit- the report back from the, the blood test, it said that uh, there was a one in 57 chance of um, our child having uh, Down syndrome. So you think you sort of do the math in your head and think, okay, one in 2000, that's, that's pretty good odds of not having it. And so to go all the way down to there's a one in 57 chance of having it, you start to think, wow, those those odds um, are pretty likely that it's going to be the case. And um, you, you know, you just think through, Oh, if there was a one in 57 chance that um, I would, you know, die on my way to to work or something like that, would I take it? Or if there were 57 glasses of water, but one of them was poisoned, would you still try and take a drink of water? Like all these different um, scenarios run through your head and like completely irrational as well. Like you're not even really thinking through it. You're just like, oh man, one in 57, one in 57, what does that mean? Um, Yeah, so that was really, um, that was the, uh, possibility. Yeah. Wow. Um, great. Um, so that would have been a very kind of confronting thing you and Eliza, uh, were working through. And I imagine the back of your mind, there's also, you guys are Christians. Um, you love, uh, Jesus. And so I'm, I'm just kind of wondering how, um, was your relationship with God kind of affected throughout this time? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there was never a time when we blamed God. Uh, there was never a time when we, um, pointed the finger at him and said, you know, how could you do this to us? Uh, I think there was just more, uh, questioning of like, why is this happening? Mm. So, um, you know, of all people that you don't want to, you don't try and say, oh, you know, why us? But you just think, you can't help but think that way. Um, and so thinking through our relationship with God in that time, there was just this this deep questioning of, of how could this happen to us? But also um, this must be happening for some reason. Mm. Uh, let's think it through. And uh, I chatted with um, uh, a friend a few years before about, uh, you know, having a, if you were to have a child with a disability, what would that be like? And um, he had some really wise words 
Um, and he just said, you know, if if your child has a disability, um, what better people to look after it than people who love Jesus and want to uh, want their child to know Jesus more than anything in the world? Mm. So um, that was him reflecting on um, the possibility of him having a, a child with some form of disability, uh, and then. I was, yeah, being able to bring that across to to our lives as well. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's a really that's a real encouragement to uh, just hear that. That's how you guys were were thinking through this. Um, I have one last question before we head on off. Um, how do you reckon um, God's been changing you in this time? Because um, the baby's been born now, and kind of like reflecting on. Uh, the past few months or whatever. Um, yeah. How has God been changing you? Yeah. In that time, um, there was, uh, thinking through what to pray for. Um, Mm -hmm. it was just being reminded that God wants us to come to him with everything, whether it's our, our deepest sorrow, our deepest, um, challenges, or our greatest joy. He wants us to come to him in prayer with anything. And um, just because you might request something big uh, or something unreasonable, uh, God chooses what's going to happen. He's the one that's in control. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that was that was really encouraging at that time. Um, and going through scripture and things like that, you um, throughout the Psalms, uh, the the idea keeps coming up of in the, our deepest anxieties, God is the one who looks after us in that time. He's when uh, when we say that our foot is slipping, it's the Lord that catches us in that time. Uh, so it's just this really encouraging uh, message of we have a God that we can trust in whatever uh, circumstance, and we have a God who is not going to let us fall. Uh, but will catch us and bring us uh, close to him. And so um, that that uh, made my relationship with God bigger, greater. It made me love him more. It made me want to chase him and rely on him and everything. And I think, um, yeah, Asher, uh, our baby boy, uh, has been born, and he is a huge joy to be around. Um, He's at the point where he's reacting uh, facially to things. So, you know, if, if something will give him a, a startle, he'll go wide-eyed and just sort of think what's going on. <laughs> or he's, he's starting to smile and, and react in that sort of way. And, and um, I just uh, am so thankful uh, to God for, for Asher being born. And no matter what the result um, of that time, it would not have made me love Asher any any more or any less. Like I would still be so thankful to God for his birth and um, love him uh, a huge amount. Yeah. Oh, that's actually so beautiful. Um, oh, thank you so much for, for sharing that story with us, mate. That was, um, yeah, what a ripper. No worries, mate. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, we're going to head off, so we'll catch you later.